I thought we might all die over the weekend, but here we are. Thrones and Scones, back for another week. Season 1, Episode 6. Of course, we're your weekday morning podcast. We talk Game of Thrones over breakfast. Tony, Hans, Jeremy, you can figure out which one's which tonight. Uh, Today, whatever it is, we're hitting, uh, as I said, Season 1, Episode 6, A Golden Crown. And Blueberry. Welcome, boys. Did you did you enjoy your couple days off? Yes, I did. It was nice. It was a good time to to chill with the family and uh, playing Smash Brothers, which I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, I'm telling you, as a as a, a video game, it's it's one of those rare ones I see like playing with my kid for like a long time. It's it's super fun. So Do you have you have everything unlocked? Oh no, I think we're like twenty characters. I think what is there, like seventy four? No idea. I just know you're trash. Yep. Yep. I'm trash. <laughs> yeah. How, so not to get too sidetracked, how are you liking it so far, though? Uh, it's uh, it's ungodly fun. Um, now, if you think about it through the original to so like N64, right, where I think there was like, what, maybe 12 or 15 characters. It's so cool to play the differences and see how, how balanced the game is now. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's great is like I have a six-year-old who is you know just getting his feet wet you know so he's played a little bit on the super nintendo he's playing a little bit on the switch now a little bit on the playstation and he just is super fascinated with just this game so it's good it's good i assume what you mean there is that you're beating his ass so bad that he pees his pants and gets his feet wet he does cry a lot in this game and i don't i don't know bad parenting hashtag that's me um so yeah it's all good teach him well teach him the right values early right exactly I want to say a huge thank you. We we got over the last week and over the the weekend. Uh, I think all three of us got so many throners uh, to tune in and to listen in, and it's it's been so fun. You guys have been hey, you guys have been raging, yeah, raging. It's <laughs> although, raging throners. Although it is hard to determine just by the clicks who is a throner and who is a sconer. Oh, it oh, is a God. line that will have to be drawn eventually. Um, so. Choose your side. Hashtag Civil War movie poster. <laughs> but we've we've been trying to take your feedback. Of course, if you all if you ever have any, give it to us. The one thing that we've been hearing, and no surprise here, is that we are a little confusing, a little scatterbrained, because that is the very nature of our being. But we know this already a confusing show, so maybe we should take a little help. You know, there are people who compile these wikis. Um, so for episode six, this is again, the golden crown. Here's what the wiki says, and then we'll see what we say. Reinstated as the hand, Ned sits for the king while Robert is on a hunt. Ned issues a decree that could have long-term consequences throughout the seven kingdoms. At the Eyrie, Tyrion confesses to his crimes, it's in quotes, and demands that Lysa give him a trial by combat. Joffrey apologizes to Sansa, semicolon. Viserys receives from Drogo his final payment for Daenerys. Good show. Is funny grammar. Good but. show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gobbledygook. It's mumbo jumbo. Boys, what did you think of episode six? We're at that tipping point now, halfway through the first season. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode, actually. There's a lot going on in this. Um, I'll probably focus a lot on just uh, Tyrion in this one. I thought that was a, an awesome mm-hmm. part of the show uh, from the trial to... A couple comments with just like you know what you're seeing from just like with Lysa and uh, the whole moon door, what kind of a, a cool setup that is out there. Um, 
But uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting um, in, in this episode specifically was Sansa. You know, you see her just kind of pining and getting upset with, with Joffrey. And mm-hmm. you, you start to think maybe, you know, she's going to get that he's just, just asshat. And, you know, his his mom is like constantly feeding him this sweet, sweet nothing of like, no, 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 you love her. And he's she's like, he's like no, I don't. I don't, I don't fucking love her. He's just like, she's like, yes, you do. Go give her this. And she's like, uh, all right. And then she's like literally like, an eighth grader receiving a rose for the first time right like she's just back in love with him and and that really kind of plays into her character in the next couple episodes i think i do have a note that just says (laughs) sansa is a bitch she (laughs) She has that that was my note too (laughs) we're so in sync we have i assume you're talking about that conversation she has with her septa yes she's like uh do you have hair under there she's like i do i've never seen it would you like to no. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cold. Where are you from again? And then she starts telling the story. Oh, I forgot. I don't care. <laughs> She's heartless, Sansa. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. almost makes you, uh, I mean, Sansa, for those of you who have seen the show, uh, struggles. I think she has one or two minor setbacks later on, um, you know, getting married off a couple times, <laughs> yeah, exactly. getting assaulted a few times. They're nice gentlemen, um, at least, though. Yeah. They're, they're caring. Yeah. yeah. So you you almost feel bad um, for her a little bit. Conversely, her little baby brother has what might be his only smile from this point on in the show. That horse riding scene with Bran, he is positively giddy. And I don't know the next time we see him, not mopey. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, and then he meets the wildlings out there. and Or not the wildlings, so the, the, the northerns, right? You're right. They're wild. The wildlings. Yeah, yeah. By the way, like the, uh, another really kind of uh, telling thing when I'm trying to think of her name when she comes at, when she gets captured at the end, um, and just her. Asha. Yeah, just kind of interesting dynamic there of like what what you see with a lot of things is that slaving is illegal, right? So we don't have slaves, but we we can just take people and then we own them essentially, right? They're it's like true. The, they're captives. I'm like, so wait, what's the difference, right? They're not they're not a slave, but they're a captive, but they're essentially a slave and they do housework and all these things for you. I, I thought that was just really ah, that's a, I've never noticed that before. I mean, I guess on the one hand, like she'd be dead otherwise, but that's a good point. But slaves are illegal, and yet here we are creating slaves i'm like wait yeah. this is the stark family like, oh no 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 it's it's slaves but she vowed she vowed her life so i mean she basically volunteered <laughs> it's true she uh, chewbacca did yeah, she chewbacca yeah. Did. so uh she's like don't kill me so i can be your slave yeah they gave they gave her a choice <laughs> it was cool. either death or vow your life <laughs> or chains yeah, yeah. <laughs> Potato, potato. Getting Asha to that point is also, by the way, really kind of one of the first moments we get with Rob and like the first real scene we get with Theon. You know, except a couple episodes ago when we saw his penis. Yeah, true. I was going to say, wait, because that was the pinnacle. So Yeah, what, but what, it's like, you know, he's just, when you just flaunt there? it like that, yeah. I want to go deeper, Theon. I, I want to get to know the real you, because wanna... we all know that penis is going to go anyway. <laughs> yeah, little, little did I know uh, we should have been cherishing, he should have been cherishing that penis, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, unfortunate events do take place down the road where uh, he may or may not be penis-less. So. Yeah, well, but I mean, they were nice. They sent it to his dad. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> 
Uh, I love I love having Rob in the fray now. It, it really gives us another character to hope for when we need it. Although it does really feel like they're just setting up a replacement for Ned. Like you kind of get that feeling that oh, Eddard Stark might just be on his way out the door. I don't know. That must be down the road. I don't see that coming. So <laughs> <laughs> I oh, it's. It's a very good episode. Again, so much happens. We haven't even talked on anything with uh, with Danny and what goes on in the free cities and over in Vas Dothrak. Again, this is like our second or third time when we just have to say the Dothraki baby testing methods are foolproof because now <laughs> not only is Danny saying it, but you've got this Oracle who is not only claiming that it's going to be a boy, but also like the greatest warrior to have ever lived. And we've seen how these people treat like anyone who says the wrong thing and people that they like, like they just get murdered left, right and center. So this woman is, she's ballsy. She's a reliable source, by the way. Right. I mean, from the I suppose. Um, yeah, the ceremony's cool. Right? I think that's uh, with the whole eating of the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, horse it's a horse heart, right? Yeah. Which yeah. she's like gagging at the end, and I'm trying to gag as I'm watching it, and she's like, I'm going to swallow this. I'm like, that a girl. That a girl. Yeah, give me she those did, eyes. Yeah. She did a better job of getting the horse heart down than I'm currently doing at getting this dry-ass scone down. That's blasphemy. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... You know, with her, and, and again, you're, you're seeing her now with the dragon eggs. She's there. She's kind of like mothering them, which, come on, we, we kind of see it with the direction that's going. Also starting to see that, that, that lineage, that dragon lineage, where she's putting it in the fire, testing those waters, which we'll see, you know, the real, the real solution to that in the future. Uh, what did you think about with... Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Viserys comes in later, but where do you see her kind of mindset now with this baby? Do you think she's really protective of this child? You think oh, yeah. that's what's what's pushing her? It's so I think it's it's really her big character change where she is realizing because you, you can tell in this episode and the next she is and she's flaunting it like it's like, oh, I'm the queen. But she's been Khaleesi now the whole season. It's it's oh, I'm pregnant with the cow son who is going to be a god among men nobody can touch me right yeah, yeah you know, she's got the, and i'm sure she loves the kid but it's like it's the best excuse <laughs> i am not i am not saying that pregnancy is an excuse for women <laughs> to do whatever they want that's what i heard and, yep. and to act so that's like, going to be the title you know, of the episode like they, like they own everybody yeah. but uh, that's what she's doing yeah yeah jeremy from someone who has a kid did it make you feel like a badass? Mm -hmm. Having a child? Oh yeah. yeah. Huh? yeah. Every day I um, <laughs> you know, I wear I wear my child's name across my chest as like, you nice. know, this kind of badge of honor. Yeah, no, uh, changes everything, right? I mean, uh, and, I, and I think it's in this situation knowing hopefully that you know, the child came as a willing thing compared to I think with Danny, right? So, I think that's a difference. Emily was going to eat the heart, but you know. I was going to ask. Yeah. It's Really what it was, and I think it's just because the quality, we couldn't guarantee it was organic. And so, oh, you know, mm. what are you going to do about those things? We settled. We settled. We went cow. We went so, cow heart. So oh, I nice. understand the rationale there for her not eating the heart. Uh, and I can I can say this because uh, because I'm his uncle, but I think she should have ate the heart because your son's <laughs> kind of a little wimp. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I, feel no, like but, I feel like we're getting yeah. off topic. 
attacking my six-year-old child. Cool. This is, here's, here's the thing, Jeremy. We have wanted to, we, we, we established an entire podcast so that we could talk about your parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Intervention you know. time. No, that's a dope scene, though. It's gross. It's gross in a way that we haven't really gotten yet. This is kind of hitting that last, it's the fear factor gross. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and we don't, we don't get a ton of that in the show, but I, I didn't love watching that scene. They did a great job. Yeah, and then uh, kind of transitioning from that with, with Tyrion, like, I mean, that's a big part. You know, I feel I feel like from last episode, you know, Tyrion kind of wanders into this bar. He's like, hey, Kat, what's up? You know, I see you here <laughs> hanging out. And she's like, oh, no, you didn't. And she's like, my boys. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll arrest you. Let's go hang out with your sister because she's a cool chick. Mm. Hashtag crazy. Um, Not a cool chick. Right. So we're out there, right? We're doing this trial. Tyrion is showing why he's a Lannister, right? He's comments on the whole my intelligence being what makes me, and you really see it. He he manipulates his way to getting this this gathering. They're gonna do the trial. I think everyone sees this as that moment of where Catelyn's gonna win. She's put her family at this huge risk. I mean, that's another topic that's been going on. And she's like, I've caught you. I'm going to get revenge for my son. And he pulls it, right? He pulls off the whole, no, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna battle. Like, who wants to battle a dwarf? I love how, how Lysa's like looking around all of her knights. I was like, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in. I'm in. I'll, I'll represent you. And then she calls out the one dude who was just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And he's like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I will. I mean, I, I mean, I can't fight a midget, though. I mean, like, come on. It's like, I mean, I can kneel and fight him, I guess. I can be like, I'm like crawling or something. Um, Whop, monster. Yeah, exactly. So, and then you get to the battle, which it's a cool scene. It's it's not, you know, necessarily like the most action, the most gore ever. But no. um, but it, it's a telling, of, again, using intelligence. I mean, this entire episode really pushes that that brain versus brawn thing. And he's like, I'm that knight's worn down, off armor. He's just living the dream. It's such a thing of... <laughs> And I notice it later in the episodes uh, as well, where the fights are cool, but they don't have the greatest choreography yet. Like, they've just got a couple guys sticking around the edge that are hanging out. And at one point, like, Bronn and Sir Hugh of the Vale, they get into this scuffle near these guys who do not move. (laughs) Bronn throws one of the guys into Sir Hugh, who then gets up and just continues to stand there. And you're like, I don't think people would react like this. I'm not really sure. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Continue. Continue. (laughs) All right. We're good. We're good. But no. And Sir Hugh of the Vale died like a bitch. Was, yeah, he did. Was the the brain versus brawn comment intentional? Ooh, (laughs) that was good. No, no, it wasn't. I mean. (laughs) Brain versus brawn. I mean, uh, Braun yeah. is, you know, he's 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 a thinker. He's a thinker. So he's more of my brain anyway. So you see, if I was Braun, here's what I wouldn't have let happen. You mean oh, Dan? Hey, I, st- I stand up for Tyrion uh, of House Lannister because he's super duper rich. Oh, hey, look, Tyrion gets all of his money back and proceeds to give every single cent of it to that jailer who he never promised a specific sum of money to. He could have given half of it to him. <laughs> And uh, if I was Bronn, I, I think I would have, I think I would have uh, stabbed him and kicked him down that moon door myself. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, that he had, there was no reason he had to give all the money. I, at that point, it was really just for theatrics. I think. Yeah, right. Just haha, kind of thing. Can I talk real quick about the very opening of the episode? Because here, and I know it's been a little while since we talked, but we left with Ned Stark dying in the streets. 
last episode. Yeah. And we open up with Ned coming to, oh, I'm so, fu- oh, it, this is like a drunk person in a movie. And you're just kind of flashing, and there's Cersei, and she's looking all smug, and she's like, I'm the queen. And then Robert's there, and he's like, Ned. And uh, then he hits Cersei in the face a couple times. Wow, we're like a badge of honor, I'll honor you again. And, uh, and they go back and forth, they go back and forth. Robert does not care. He goes so far as to mention it once, I think because it's just such a glaring error in the script. He doesn't care at all why uh, Catelyn kidnapped Tyrion. Like, doesn't want to know. Doesn't care at all. It's the whole honor thing with the Stark family, right? Like, he 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 believes in family, literally that structure of like, look, I'm the head of the house, and if it happened under me, then I own it, and I'm going to own it despite having no really role in it. Um, no, I, under, I understand Ned doing what he did. I don't understand Robert not caring like it's treason for all intents and purposes and robert just doesn't really seem to want to know why oh, I, thought said, I thought you said ned my bad yeah well i know that you probably think robert is ned <laughs> they're so fat right they're both fat and bald aren't they both yeah. bald in this one wait yeah. which is the midget again yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um i think well one i think robert hates i think he hates their scene hates hates the lannisters in general right i i think he could give two flying fucks he's he's mostly trying to figure out how to stumble through this being a king as a you know this drunk idealistic kind of king and i i feel like yeah. that that i think is where that is i mean doesn't robert um i think that's when, he, when he's on this is when they're going out in the hunt and he's talking to who is who's his squire out there that's giving him the the drink lancel yeah so i mean i mean they're having a similar thing it's like he's reminiscing right when he's out there he's like this is why i do this this is why i'm a king i, I want to kill this things is why i'm hot yeah exactly um where I think the the politics stuff are are trite, and he throws that in Ned's face multiple times of like, I hate being a king. Wait till you're a king, right? You're gonna yeah. hate it as much as I do. <laughs> I think they really are just. I, I think they're on the cusp of writing Robert out, and they're they've stopped caring of him making sense. That was my least favorite part of the episode for me. Really, yeah. is that he? It seems lazy with Robert at this point. What about you guys? Uh, I gotta think for a second about my least favorite part. Jeremy, do you have one uh, at the on the ready for? For me, probably the worst part of this was uh, the the Sansa. Like she just annoys me at this point. She's so whiny and and irritable. Um, sure. And 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 it's like, and how can you not see that Joffrey is just just giant tool, right? Yeah. So I just don't like her character at this point. Um, but I really enjoyed the episode. Like I mean, I thought the episode. This is one of my favorite ones. I, like I told you, like the the Tyrion trial. I think was really really good. We could talk about maybe some of the stuff going off at Vastroth Rock or whatever it's pronounced. That was that was beautiful. Was yeah. it? I'm pretty solid yeah. at pronounce, <laughs> pronunciating things. That's another good one for you guys. And just to be clear, I don't like Sansa for six seasons. So yeah, it's uh she can take her her time to warm up. It's not gonna come quickly to me. Yeah, it never it never ends. I don't I don't even like. That's the problem, too, is at this point, when Sansa's on screen, I probably just kind of stop paying attention. <laughs> I just know the hatred that he, that just brews. So I think my I think my least favorite part, I don't I don't think there's a lot of lows in this episode for me. I, I, I think a lot of stuff's happening. I enjoy most of it. I, I would have to say my least favorite part is maybe how Ned handles the right out. You know, when he gets back, he's obviously got the spear through the leg. Granted, it's kind of the first time we see Ned be a little bit more bold like this, but I think just knowing how things happen, I don't like how Ned handle or how Ned just goes off on putting the hit out. 
on Gregor Clegane. Oh gosh, on, yeah, that uh... on the whole Lannister family, basically. That's true. I and I think this. I think it was just I don't know. It was kind of badass, but uh, again, knowing how it plays out, it just it seemed a little out of character for him. So and right at the end, by the way, speaking of Ned Stark. Ned knows. Ned is on the clock because Ned now knows 100% what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And that's Those- actually kind of leads into the kind of the topic I wanted to talk about with this episode specifically is with looking at Stark versus Lannister, I feel like Starks are always playing catch up and they're always a little bit behind with like the, the game or the, if you will, the Game of Thrones. Um, I will. How, how do you really feel, what is the critical moment in this that you feel like is is the, the nail in the coffins? Like a little foreplay, right? A little foreplay yeah. now. Um, what is the worst? Is it, Was it Catelyn? Was it taking Tyrion? Um, do you feel it's, it's Ned's kind of gall with these decisions now? Um, do you think it was... Uh, do you think Sansa has anything to do with it? With the fact that Joffrey is unhappy with his future, how do you how do you feel? Like, where is this going for you? I think the big turn, and I, I said it when it happened. Catelyn kidnapping Tyrion sets everything else into motion. Where it's like, okay, no, nobody can sit on the sidelines anymore. Shit is about to happen. But Ned telling Cersei in the next episode that uh, you know he knows. For mercy for her is is the moment that everything goes downhill for the Starks right. because that exactly. is like and you had, you had said it earlier like are they playing what what's the board game that they're playing are they playing chess Ned is not playing chess I don't think Ned knows what chess is Ned is not even playing uh, checkers Ned is playing that game where you have the black tiles and the white tiles and you just flip one to turn uh, the middle color I don't even know how the game works it's, but Ned is playing is four dealing squares absolute, is what I feel like he's doing yeah, <laughs> Ned is playing four square and he's trying a ball is he's bouncing to, and he's like what am I yeah. doing he's he needs to he needs to get out of there yeah that was because the, they even say like oh swear the knee blah 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 and go live out your days in in that waste you call a home uh, and you know we're getting ahead this next episode, but yeah, that's that's where things messed up for me. What about you, Hans? Are you talking about Othello? Is yeah, that the game? that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. It wasn't my description perfect. Cl- clearly, <laughs> doesn't everyone play that game? Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh my no. god. <laughs> I, uh, I wish I had more profound things to say, but perfect's perfect. I think that we can also, and I'm going to go ahead and speak for everyone because I'm confident in it. The best moment of this episode is the very end. We've been waiting for it for six goddamn episodes. It's pretty badass that he just like, like molten gold. Molten gold poured over your head is uh, is a pretty awesome way to kill someone, right? If you're not watching the show at this point, we are talking, of course, about the much-needed vicious and brutal death of Viserys Targaryen, third of his name, the last dragon, and just son of a bitch. He he has been getting on our nerves since day one. Um, I will say that gold melted real damn fast. (laughs) (laughs) He takes off his belt, he puts it in his pot, and in like four and a half seconds, it is liquid. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't make soup that fast in that like no, crock pot I, thing that's on there. I feel like that's what's even more sinister about it though, is is in reality he would have had to wait <laughs> so long for that gold to melt, just knowing what was coming. Right. And you just got like it's like forty minutes and it's Viserys with a broken arm sitting there kneeling down and just staring at Drogo for forty straight minutes until he, he melts in his melts his face in. People start wandering out of the tent like I don't I don't think this is gonna happen. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. Stop watching the pot, it's not gonna boil. It's such a cool scene because this is and this is a little insider tip for you guys this is the scene that made me watch the show it went uh it was like going around online i didn't know anything about the show i hadn't seen it and then this scene came up and i don't know who viserys is but i'm just like oh my that was brutal as hell and then the next day i started watching yeah and danny is hot for him in that moment he's she's like yeah you you pour that over i mean did you feel bad for viserys i mean we obviously we talk a lot of shit about him but like you know, he stumbles in drunk, he's talking shit, he just wants, he wants what he feels he has every right to. I mean, he is the heir. He has carrying this weight of this bloodline on. Do you feel bad? I feel bad for Viserys in the sense that, like, it needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, if... Oh no, the guy that was gonna be real dark. I was gonna say, like, okay, if you have a dog that, like, bites kids' faces off and is just the worst dog ever... You got to put that dog down. <laughs> and you feel bad for the dog, but like the dog also needs to, you know, melt in gold. Yeah. So it's not a perfect metaphor, but I yeah. think it tracks. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, as long as we weren't trying to get any PETA listeners, I suppose. <laughs> it was good. It was a great episode. I think it's maybe my favorite one so far. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, you can find us on Thrones and Scones and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify. We're everywhere, baby. Everywhere. Um, and we'll hit you guys on the flip side. And I just have one more question. Are you down with GOT? Jeremy, you know me. Except for we all forgot the most important part of the show. Which it's was? It's the reason what, everybody what, listens. What everyone was waiting for, Jeremy. The last time we let you sign off. Uh, Tony. Hashtag let me host. How's that blueberries going? <laughs> oh, Hans, thank you so much for asking. Because I know a lot of people out there are caring. You know, they tune in. They want to hear our thoughts on baked goods. Uh, my blueberry scone today is from Starbucks. Um, all right, we're out of time. <laughs>